the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. This is Pure Opelka. With Mike Opelka. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Pure Opelka, second hour of the show. Glad you're here. Very glad you're here. There is a lot to talk about. I, I did not even get to it yesterday, but that uh, that woman who is uh, pro-Sharia law, who we allow to be in this country, I think she went to Columbia, Linda Sar- Sarsour, whatever her name is, the, the woman who was one of the organizers of the Women's March, the Kitty Cat Hat March, remember that? Yeah, she was celebrating two days ago the birthday of Asada Shakur, a cop killer. And the Internet responded brilliantly, I thought. I'm, I'm happy to see that, that every, I, I, of course, retweeted it, but I didn't get to it on the show. But I'm, I'm very happy to see that so many of you also caught up with this, this weasel and said, uh, you know, you got to cut this out. You got to stop glamorizing cop killers. She's hiding in plain sight in Cuba. And why now that we have, quote, normalized, close quote, relations with Cuba, why, why doesn't the president send somebody down there to snatch her up and bring her back and put her butt in prison so she can serve out the rest of her sentence for being involved in the killing of a New Jersey state trooper years ago? Why that doesn't happen, I don't know. I, I absolutely don't know. I wish I wish I could tell you. So, uh, Asata Shakur, you're you're the worst, and you are a cop killer. And I hope you would set foot back on the ground. There are so many members of Black Lives Matter and some of the Snowflake community who use this woman as a um, as an example of an inspiration of of a real revolutionary. She was involved in the killing of a cop. And when you're an accomplice, you are as guilty as everyone who pulled the trigger or anyone who pulled the trigger. She escaped and got to Cuba where she has been uh, living as a, as a hero for years. And for this, this jihadist who's here in America taking advantage to celebrate her birthday and make her a hero is just disgusting. It's, it's absolutely insane. So uh, I'll, I, wish I, I wish this were satellite radio so I could say things that I can't say without getting fined or fired, so fired. If you missed uh, uh, Dr. Jorge at the bottom of uh, last hour, Dr. Jorge always stops by on Wellness Wednesdays. I want to remind you to download the show after each show so you can... You can, you can go over the items you missed or catch up on things. For example, we talked about foods that ruin your mood. And they're food, foods that are not good for you. And this relates to, there are a bunch of different people who've written books on, on uh, foods you can eat that will actually make you happy. And there are foods you can eat that will not. So we were talking to Dr. Jorge about that and about his diet. And the fact that... Uh, Diabetes is a really bad thing for men who want to remain sexually active. So you should avoid the diabetes. So, you know, it's uh, just a, a, a bad idea. 
A couple of things I want to alert you to. We we are seeing, or at least I am seeing, I watch trends in language. Uh, the, The trends in language that I see from the Democrats of late. What's happening now, and you'll have to watch for this. The Democrats are actually starting to talk more and more about principles and values even mentioning the Founding Fathers. I'm not kidding. There is a promo for MSNBC that's out there right now, and they, are, they have the principles and values and the discussion of the Constitution and the Founding Fathers. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? I'm sure what they've done, someone has focus-grouped principles and values and someone has focus grouped some of the successes of, of the uh, Tea Party in the early days in the 912 Project. And now MSNBC, which used to call itself the Progressive Network. Remember, they used to talk about lean forward. Now it's all about the Constitution. Now it's all about the Founding Fathers. We have to make sure we don't let them get away with stuff like this. We have to make sure that we throw the flag and go, bravo, Sierra. Cut it out. I'll try and find the promo and play it for you. It, I, just, I just happened to catch it early this morning as I was trying to recover uh, last night's audio and try and see what Chris, because I keep an eye on Chris Matthews to see what he's up to so they don't get away with anything. And now the next thing they're doing I mentioned Joy Reid, Joy Ann Reid from MSNBC yesterday. She's got a weekend show, and then they pull her in on panels on many different uh, programs. But Joy Reid was talking about how the Republicans are the violent party, the Republicans are the, the party that is filled with hate. And let's remember who pulled the trigger on the 30 members of Congress who were at a baseball practice about six weeks ago. And still keep Steve Scalise in your prayers, if you would. He's still not out of the woods yet. So um, just just a couple of things to keep your eyes on. A couple of things to keep your eyes on. That smears of the GOP and how, how the, the progressive journalists are now going to try and grab uh, what they consider to be the, the new hot language. For example, it's founding fathers. And it is principles and values. And that's what this is all about. They're changing the language. And I think this is really interesting. I think this is one of those things that uh, it goes back to when uh, Hillary Clinton in the, in the early, um, early part of the 21st century decided that she was not going to be a Democrat or a liberal but she was going to be a progressive because both of those words, Democrat and liberal, took on a new meaning. So she brought back the word progressive. They apparently focus grouped it. And to show you how Democrats change, and I know he's a Democratic socialist, but Bernie Sanders made an appearance on The View. And this was today. Bernie Sanders made an appearance on The View and, uh, and was being questioned about his stance on, on Obamacare being repealed and what the GOP bill would have done. And see if you can spot, um, well, let's just say spot the lie. 
Okay, I want to talk about the rhetoric then, Senator, because if you're going to sit down with people on both sides of the aisle, some Democrats have branded Republicans the party of death, for example, calling the tax cuts in the Senate health care bill blood money. Uh, you yourself have said Republicans are potentially killing Americans. Is that rhetoric irresponsible, and does it provide an impasse to compromise? If you're going to sit down very people that you've now said want to kill people. Speak, no, I never said, that's not, you're using rhetoric that I didn't use. Oh, am okay? I? These what are I quotes. Said, oh, no, Party no, no, no. of death is Let a me, quote. This is what I said. What I said, and it's not me. This is a dozen or more studies that show that if you throw 22 million people off the insurance they have, these are people who have cancer. These are people who have heart disease, diabetes, other life-threatening illnesses. What study after study shows is that thousands of those people will die. That's what Harvard says. That's what study after study shows. It's not me. I'm just telling you but what major studies are showing. In fairness, if you have Republicans that are proposing alternatives, Republicans who also come from a good place and believe the free market is the solution to those things, who don't want people to die, who don't want people to suffer, if you don't acknowledge that those people exist as well on both sides of the aisle, how Look, can you I get have, to the table and compromise? I have said publicly, nobody here in the Congress wants anybody to die. I understand that. Okay. But that is the result of throwing 22 million people off of health insurance. Right. So let us sit down, Republican, Democrat, Independent, and figure out how we go forward, how we improve the Affordable Care Act. I am absolutely open to doing that. Thank God. So Bernie Sanders and Jedediah Bila said this. That was Jedediah Bila questioning Bernie Sanders, said these are quotes. And he was he was not in the same room as she was. You can't actually have that debate if he's not in the same room. But those were quotes. Bernie Sanders called it killing and he was using the determination of other people. But those words came out of his mouth. He has said on occasion that there are going to be people dying. I think he said 27,000 people a year, something like that, dying, which puts it up around uh, car wrecks. But this also, this, this number that is being bandied about by, by the socialist, progressive Democrats, this number comes from part of the, part of the people losing health care, or as they call it, being thrown off health care, are people who choose not to buy it. People who choose because the, the mandate would be um, no longer there. There would be no mandate. You're not required to buy health insurance. There are a lot of young people who envision themselves as healthy who would then rather pay the $600 a year, $650 a year penalty to the IRS than to buy mandatory health insurance. They've done the math. It's cheaper to pay a $650 fine than it is to pay $600 a month for insurance you can't use because the deductibles are too high. So if those people get sick and die or get in an accident and are, are killed and don't have insurance to cover them, etc., yeah, that's part of it. And guess what? Everybody dies, too. Where, where is the reality there? We have to be honest with this. But the left is not going to be honest. So the answer is not to get into the dishonesty pool with them. It's to try and bring honesty to the table. When we get back, I'm, I'm going to step aside here. When we get back, uh, you heard about the flying frozen meat in Florida? 
Of course it happened in Florida. That's where all the weird stuff happens. Florida. I want to cover the flying frozen meat story because the people whose home was hit by the flying frozen meat, well, they're speaking. And they have a very interesting take on things. I'll share it with you next on Pure Opelka. Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka. Part of the next generation of talk radio on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka, where mysteries are being solved at at, uh, breakneck pace here. Yes, breakneck pace. (laughs) We told you in the first hour the mystery of the second Trump meeting. I still believe the second Trump meeting with Putin was Donald Trump getting jealous that Vladimir was having too good of a time with Melania at the dinner. See, they don't went fancy schmancy dinners. You don't sit next to your other half. They break you up for the purpose of of making sure people have conversations. So if it's a small dinner party, the protocol is not to seat you next to your wife or your husband, but to put you across the table or next to somebody else between people you don't know. And in this case, at different tables, they split you up like that. And Melania Trump was sitting next to uh, Vladimir Putin, uh, international playboy and man of mystery, MacDaddy from Soviet Central, former KGB chief, has many secrets. So uh, I, I can just picture Donald Trump looking over and going, uh, Putin's kind of eyeing my wife. I better go over there and say, and they're laughing. Look at that. They're laughing. And you know Putin was doing it to mess with Trump. You know that that's what the Soviet genius, the old KGB head, now president of Russia, was jerking President Trump's chain, making him jealous, lighting up green-eyed monster. So Trump gets up from his chair and has to go over there. I'm just, I have no video of this. I just see it in my head because you know these two personalities. One is, one is the uh, alpha male from America. The other is the alpha male from Russia. And there's one female in their, in their line of sight. If you've watched enough of a National Geographic Channel, you've seen this before. It, it just, it makes sense. And that's the whole thing I'm believing. Now, it was stupid for Donald Trump not to have a translator there. It was, it was stupid for him not to, not to have somebody there to make sure that uh, what he was saying was understood. So that, that's going to be a problem. This is going to be around. But I'm guaranteed, I don't, I don't think anything else happened on this. I, I think this was just all about, all about uh, jealousy. Now, the other mystery that we're going to solve today is the mystery of the flying frozen sausage. Because if you haven't seen it, if, if you didn't see the story, some people were awakened in the middle of the night by, a, they thought initially was, was thunder. But no, it wasn't thunder. It was flying frozen sausage. 
<laughs> mystery meat. The mystery meat mystery. This happened at Deerfield Beach. It's a, a Miami bedroom community. And 15 pounds of flying sausage landed on the roof of uh, the Adair home. Travis Adair said his family woke up, heard the thud. They went outside. They discovered several wrapped packages of frozen sausage. And they're like, wait a minute. Because, you know, usually when, when you hear something falling from the sky, it's usually that dreaded blue water that comes out of airplanes. And we all know what it is. But the family opened it up when they found it. They thought, well, maybe somebody was doing a drug deal and was dropping a drone or something, dropped some drugs and whatever. But they found this frozen package of meat. No drugs. There was a labeling on the package from an Alabama company called William Land Service. And they're a land clear clearing company. You know, people come in and they take all the brush out. So why was their label on a 15-pound package of frozen sausage that landed on the roof of this home? Nobody really knows. It's getting a lot of attention in the media, of course. And the, the Adairs are, are relishing their time in, in the spotlight and actually talking to uh, reporters, both locally and nationally. And this was the husband and wife trying to explain what the heck it was. I thought possibly it was it had fallen from a plane. I thought possibly it was something to do with the drug deal or something. Possibly. See, I would think the same thing, right? Wouldn't you? If something that big hits your house and it's loud enough of a thud to wake you, you're thinking that probably fell out of a plane. But I wonder what kind of a plane. And if it was coming from enough height and 15 pounds of frozen anything, that, that would probably come through the roof, I would imagine. But uh, it didn't go through the roof. It bounced off, which makes me think it might have been some sort of drone transportation being tested. But the husband, Mr. Adair, he's got, he's got a slightly different take on things. Where did the uh, mystery meat, frozen mystery meat come from? Possibly uh, North Koreans with a sausage missile or something. I didn't even think about that. I did not even think about that. Is this really, could this really have happened? Drug deal or something? Possibly uh, North Koreans with a sausage missile or something. The sausage missile. And you know, Kim Jong-un is just nutty enough to create a sausage missile. I, I don't know if I can officially proclaim this mystery as being solved, but I'm just saying that's... Uh, that's a pretty frightening concept, the North Korean sausage missile. If you were around yesterday and you saw what we did with, with the uh, story out of the Navy showing, showing the, uh, the laser, the first laser weapon, I wonder if we could cook the sausage missiles and have them drop delicious, hot, fresh sausage and people below would catch it in an open bun. Just an idea. I'm dreaming, I know that. We'll be back after the break. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. 
You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. It is uh, the middle of the show here on this uh, beautiful debunking mystery, solving mysteries day. And we'll continue to do that. Uh, if you were not here earlier, you missed my discussion with uh, former mayor of Las Vegas, Oscar Goodman. His wife is the mayor now. That's got to be got to be kind of bizarre, you know, if your wife is the mayor after you've been the mayor, especially if she's doing better than you are. That I wonder if there's any jealousy there. They are uh, Las Vegas is hosting Freedom Fest, which is a um, an, an event that has happened for 10 years now. And the the interesting part of Freedom Fest to me is is how they bill it. Because it is billed as as a group of of different thinking people that that don't have a partisan bent to things. It it's a it's a group that that wants to be about about thinking and liberty and freedom and not about Republican or Democrat. And so uh, the the Freedom Fest uses uh, in their in their statement about their their mission statement about this. This year's adventure, this year's four days, why we must explore new frontiers in liberty in our world now. Now, that's an interesting thought, isn't it? Why we must explore new frontiers in liberty in our world now. And they quoted from JFK, from JFK's speech when he accepted the nomination in 1960 at the Democratic National Convention. And since most of us weren't politically aware at that time in our lives, I pulled up the line that they used, the, the paragraph that they quoted JFK, and I think it's worth hearing. We stand today on the edge of a new frontier, the frontier of the 1960s, the frontier of unknown opportunities and perils, the frontier of unfilled hopes and unfilled threats. Woodrow Wilson's new freedom promised our nation a new political and economic framework. Franklin Roosevelt's New Deal promised security and succor to those in need. But the new frontier of which I speak is not a set of promises. It is a set of challenges. It sums up not what I intend to offer to the American people, but what I intend to ask of them. It appeals to their pride. It appeals to our pride, not our security. It holds out the promise of more sacrifice instead of more security. The new frontier is here, whether we seek it or not. Interesting, right? When, do you think a Democrat would, would talk about telling Americans to make a sacrifice today? I don't think so. Kennedy, Kennedy would be thrown out of his party. Interesting, they, they would choose that specific part of his nomination speech to, uh, to signal the, the mission of the Freedom Fest this weekend. I'll, I'll be there... Thursday through Saturday 
the end of the day Saturday. So if you're around, if you're in Las Vegas, find me. Um, I'm hoping to spend some time with Mike Lee, and Steve Forbes, and of course, Liberland President Whit Yedlichka will be there, and Matt Kibbe, and maybe we'll get all of them on the show tomorrow as we try and preview what's going on. And we look at the new frontiers in liberty in our world. I just, I just am always stunned when I hear just how different JFK sounds from the Democrats of today. He sounds more like a Republican candidate than anything else. Mark from Maryland is checking in on the program today. Mark, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, sir? Oh, hanging in there, Mike. I just want to tell you how to make the perfect martini. You okay, take well, it's not. Of- it's, hold on a second. got to check the clock. It's not exactly happy hour yet, Mark, but we did with uh, Oscar Goodman mentioning the Bombay Sapphire Martini earlier in the show. I, I have to I have to tell you, it piqued my interest, but go ahead, fire away, sir. Okay, well, you keep the Bombay Sapphire bottle in the fridge to chill. Okay. You take it out, you pour three shots into a nice big, I'm talking big, martini glass. Drop in your three olives and and sip it while staring at a portrait of Lorenzo Schwartz. Yeah, you, you lost me on the last part. Lorenzo Schwartz, the maker of vermouth. Don't put it in the martini. Just look at his picture. Okay, I did, that's a good point. I didn't know that, that Lorenzo Schwartz was the, the uh, inventor or creator of the vermouth. Uh, we just have a habit of getting the vermouth within the same zip code, and then everything's okay. That's that's the only oh. that's the only attachment I want to have with it. Okay, that'll work. Well, thank you. you I appreciate good- I appreciate your uh, sharing your recipe with us. Now that we've talked with uh, Dr. Jorge about eating healthy, now we have a perfect martini to go along with our healthy eating segment on the show. Thank you, Mark. I hope you have a great day. Oh, it's a crazy life. Thank you, sir. Uh, I mentioned Chris Christie before, and Chris Christie was in the news. And I I have to tell you, Chris Christie getting booed at at the Mets game the other night, kind of amazing. The St. Louis Cardinals were playing the Mets at home, and Christie showed up, and he was in the stands. And it's rare that a, a person who makes a... A good play can can get totally booed by the entire stadium, and yet that happened with Chris Christie. It was uh, it was when <laughs> when a foul ball came his direction. This is what ensued. Three two, he's popped up. Rick Rivera giving a, a look at it and a souvenir for Chris Christie. Are you kidding me? How about that? You just noticed him. Boy, are you hot, I'll tell you. You just noticed him between innings, and what do you know? He gets a ball, left-handed catch. Get out of here. Nice to see him get from the beach here to the ballpark. (laughs) A little bit of a shot to Chris Christie. But what they didn't show in that clip, and it's, it's all over the internets, it's been bouncing around, uh, the uh, soon-to-be former governor of the state of New Jersey took the ball, got up out of his seat, 
took the ball and handed it to a small child a few rows back, and I think he ended up signing the ball for the kid. But it was a nice moment in the third inning of the Mets game, but you heard the entire audience, it seemed, was booing Chris Christie. It was not a sold-out game. He was down by the, down by the uh, first-base dugouts. So Chris Christie can't get a break, but he has shown up back in the news again. Chris Christie being asked about the Donald Trump Jr. situation. And I found this to be kind of interesting. Chris Christie weighing in on the connection between Donald Trump Jr. and the Russians, the meeting that they're now talking about from June of 2016, just over a year ago. If this was anything that he knew about, he's not the holding back type. Um, we would have talked about it. So he's saying that if Donald Trump had known about the meeting, that Donald Trump would have definitely mentioned it to him. And that, that's a question I would like to know, and I don't think we're going to know whether Donald Trump had advanced knowledge of this meeting, at least in terms of what it specifically was meant to do. Was it, can you imagine if the president knew the Russians wanted to hand over information that's damaging to Hillary Clinton? Yeah, I bet at that time in the campaign, Chris Christie would have been brought in on the conversation. Christie continued to uh, discuss the Russian meeting and the content, etc. The answer is no, I wasn't invited, nor would it be the kind of meeting typically I was brought into. No, so I don't think Don Jr. was close to Chris Christie. I think the president was closer. And so uh, they continued, the media kept pressing Christie on whether or not, whether or not he would have uh, known the other players and did they have access to the information with these were these experienced political veterans i don't think this is a guy who's necessarily sophisticated in the language of government like you and i would be and the recipient of the information donald trump jr who i know very well is by no means a sophisticated political actor kind of giving cover to donald trump jr but but was it was it an illegal act is there anything to worry about there the only way that's evidence of public collusion is if Goldstone actually knew what he was talking about was correct. And I don't think we know that. We don't know that. And I think we're going to hear some, some news next week with, with testifying in front of the, the Senate committee. And now the woman, Veselnetskaya, has, has said she is willing to come back and testify in front of the Senate. And the, the whole, this whole discussion of this woman coming in to testify in front of the Senate, it bothers me, especially after we went through the story that we told you uh, last week, or, or was it on Monday, of, of this woman and how she flew back from Russia to America and was put up at the Plaza Hotel to the cost of $50,000 for her to be entertained in a $1,000 a night suite at the Plaza Hotel. And, and we, as taxpayers, foot the bill for this. I think she just wants another expensive uh, vacation, this time in Washington, D.C., on our dime. I'm wondering. I'm wondering what we spend flying those people in as witnesses. We'll try and look into that, see if anybody knows. Stepping aside for a minute, when we get back, uh, the Jenner formerly known as Bruce was on with Jimmy Kimmel and was grilled about Donald Trump and how Donald Trump's doing. 
It's a very interesting interview. I'll play you some highlights from it, and we'll see if uh, see if you heard the same things I heard, concerned about the same things I'm concerned about. That's next. I'm Pure Opelka. You're listening to Pure Opelka with Mike Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to Pure Opelka on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to Pure Opelka. An, another, another great bit of news we have for this audience is because, because you are wise people, you can get things like great life insurance at a, at a terrific rate. And it's our, our sponsor, HealthIQ.com. And if you go to healthiq.com, if you're looking for some life insurance, which I am, you go to healthiq.com slash blaze and you can get a quote. Now, what makes them different? Well, they work with all the big carriers, but they, they wanted to prove to the insurance companies that people who live smarter are more health conscious, really try and be um, better citizens and have a better healthcare footprint they, they deserve a better rate. And after years of telling this to the major insurance companies and bringing the data to their minds and, and write to these companies and say, look at all this. These people deserve a better rate, not just about how old are you and what your gender is. And sure enough, the insurance companies went, yeah, you're right. So Health IQ is, is ready to offer you a great rate. All you have to do is go to healthiq.com slash blaze, take the test, go through the, the brief phone call, and based on, on your life, like you, you run a faster mile than normal, you're very active, you're out walking every day, you're, you're mindful of, of your intake and your diet, your health IQ can determine your insurance rate. So go to healthiq.com slash blaze, healthiq.com slash blaze. And see what you can get. The, the quote I got is just fantastic. So uh, if, you're, if you're smart about the way you live and you need insurance and you want to take care of your family, which I think most of you do, you want to make sure your family's covered, healthiq.com slash the blaze, healthiq.com slash blaze. Both of them work. All right. I have this, uh, I have this piece of audio from... Um, Caitlyn Jenner on with Jimmy Kimmel, but I don't have enough time to get through all of it, so I'm going to hold it over to the top of the hour. I did just get a story, though, that uh, a, a, bit, a bit of breaking news from the FBI issuing a warning. Uh, the FBI issuing a warning about privacy risks from Internet-connected toys. So we're not just talking about Alexa. Hello, Alexa, turn on the TV. I just did that in case any of you have me up on the speakers on your computer and you have Alexa. But smart toys can contain sensors, microphones, camera, data storage, and they even have GPS or speech recognition technology. And all of that could disclose your personal information. 
So toys with microphones can collect conversations, potentially share information like your child's name, the school, and their activities. Examine the user agreement. That's what the FBI is saying. Even if it's going to a third-party service, you need to make sure your kids are safe. Plus, you don't want the toys telling on you. They're tattletales. All of them. Sneaky. We'll be back. I will be back with Jenner and what the former Bruce says about Donald Trump. Next. Pure Opelka with Michael Pelka on the Blaze Radio Network.